Yes, of course. Burl Bearer. <laughs> I've known a few writers who were rogues and vagabonds. And I'm Roger Moore. I didn't supply the microphone. I'm Howard Levitas, along with our fact checker, Mark C.G. Boyer. Frank Hagen's here today, too. And Burl is now sitting down, playing with his telephone, and getting ready to do a show that he should have gotten ready to do a half hour ago, maybe an hour ago, but here he is now. How about a week ago? A week ago would have been good, too. Uh, it's a producer, Magic Matt Allen. Our guest today is Alan Warren. He's been with us before. Um, and I will leave the festivities part to Burl. So, Burl. Yes, I'm here, and everyone's excited about that. Well, no, not really. But let's, uh, Mark Boyer, why don't you tell us about our guest today? Ah, we've had uh, Alan on here before. He's an excellent guest. <clears throat> and he seems to write a lot. Well, that's what he does, and if he wasn't an excellent guest, we wouldn't have him back. Oh, no. But we're, well we're, done, we're, Mark. We'll have anybody on this show. Yeah. Even you, and still, after all these years, yeah, haven't you even me. The, you learn how to use the microphone? No, I don't know how. Uh, Burl, sit down. I have to take care of this. I've got to be reprimanding and parental. I've got to be parental here. We have parental. a producer today. Yeah, we have a producer today. We don't, what we don't have is a host. Well, the host with the most. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking for. I would for... love our producer to turn on the lights. No kidding, I'd love the I'd love the host to be here before the show starts. Well, I'll tell uh, you I was about to say. We all, gosh, we all have. Well, our have our thing. We? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Welcome oh, to the yeah. show, Alan. Hey, Alan. Great to have you. What a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, see, see you what you've been on the show for 48 hours. It's uh, had you not been here before, you would have already uh, you would not know what you're getting into. Oh, he would have hung up by oh, yeah, now. Yeah, he would have hung up by now. <laughs> we still have some yeah. guests that just say the name of our show and they go, "I'm unavailable." <laughs> We've actually had people commit true crimes after, after they've the done show. the show, right? And amazingly enough, some people have been threatened with death for appearing on the show. Is that right? Yes. Two Alan, Alan hang on a second. Uh, uh, you can't talk about it? I can talk about that. Well, then let's talk about it. Kenji Alan, Gallo time. was threatened with death. Is that right? Yeah, and uh, Vegas Ragdoll. Or Qua. Oh, but they've never been killed. We've only destroyed careers. Yeah, yours. Yeah, That's no, the story. Right. That's well known. <laughs> so, Alan, welcome back to the show. Uh, this is Howard. And Mark uh, started the show with us, and uh, Burl showed up, which is... Okay. Now, uh, Serial Killers Around the World is your next one entitled Serial Killers on Sunnybrook Farm. Uh, how many of these are you going to do? <laughs> it's endless. I, I've only got so much time. I've got work to do. Oh, yeah, well, you're in radio. What kind of work is that? Well, I know. But I, I've got things to do. There's not much time left, you know? Yeah. The By way the way, Alan, right. while he was late, he wrote the Sunnybrook Farm joke. Yeah. It's way up there. It's up on my list of accomplishments. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, yeah. Did you get assigned this, uh, like, homework to do a book on serial killers in Australia, or did this something that you came yeah, up with? Yeah, I, I did, but um, I took this on because um, I really wanted to figure out if um, Australia doing their big gun control actually um, um, if it really took away uh, violence in the country with guns. That's all. I, that's the reason I chose Australia. Oh, so what did you find out? It seemed to work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing, isn't oh, it? that solves that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, dying, everyone. Alan, I'm, I'm sorry, it's Howard again. I'm sorry to chime in, but we, not only was he late, but now he's choking to death. <laughs> That's right. So we got to give him a couple of seconds. That's what happens to the elderly in radio. I don't know if you've seen that in your I career. Was gonna say, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you know. I'm the uh, oldest oldest broadcaster in this room. You could have stopped it broad. <laughs> yeah, I'm the <laughs> oldest broad in the room, properly dressed, of course. Oh, God. Wearing clothes. When it gets too exciting there. Okay. So oh. that's an interesting point that deserves repeating. Yes. Which point? <laughs> they took away the guns and the crime dropped. Is that true? Did they yeah. take away the guns and the crime dropped? Or did they use you yeah. know, pool cues and knives? Well, you know, that goes on. But um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. A after the Port Arthur um, massacre and they took away all the guns, um, the gun violence and the mass shootings, actually they have not had a mass shooting since. Did they have any before? Yeah. Yeah. How many? Quite frequent. Frequent. Well, there. It was kind of. If you averaged it, it would be about one every two and a half years. That's um, too many. 
Well, way too many. It was it was actually close to what goes on in the U.S. So, I found that really interesting that when they did the gun buyback, and they took away all the guns, after that massacre, it's been what twenty twenty years, and they haven't had a massacre since. They haven't had a shooting since. Uh, mass shooting. Of course, there's always killing, but uh, but their their killing rate with guns has gone way down as well. Well, that um, uh, makes sense. How about their poisoning deaths? If those got up, <laughs> how, how does that enter into the show? It doesn't. <laughs> well, I think Burl's referring to Australia having the most poisonous snakes and ants and other nice, hey, Frank, ugly bugs on the planet. Glad to have you here. You're welcome, sir. I'm glad you understand. Okay, so let's talk about the, uh, the the massacre that some people or most people probably in our audience have never heard of because they don't know any other country exists except America. So, what? Uh, tell us about the massacre. <laughs> yeah, fill the fill the time now. Uh, well, the Port Arthur massacre is what it was called, and um, basically it was it was a really rural, touristy old prison that people used to go visit. And it was nothing but stores and coffee shops and ice cream places and stuff. And uh, a guy came in there and started shooting everybody. Um, had had an arsenal of weapons. And um, it, it just, he went nuts. He was a typical U.S. Uh, massacre kind of guy. Yeah, maybe he took no, notes. No, 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 being up in, you're, in, you're up in B.C., correct? No. Oh, At the moment, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Mm-hmm. And and the the accent drove us through. And, and once again, once right again, away. once again, you're going after the Americans, American style. Come on. Well, it's a serial killing. We're known well, for it. Yeah, mass that's like killing. our best export, other than uh, TV Frank, shows and Frank, movies. Frank, nobody asked you here. <laughs> I'm the host, and I asked him. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and and I was the writer, and he drove me. Well, you're correct, Howard. Nobody asked him that. <laughs> Meanwhile, so this guy goes bonkers and uh, starts killing everybody. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, I think what what we have to look at is. Um, America is known for um, Mickey Mouse mass shootings. Yeah, it is. Right? Unfortunately, that's our and reputation. So, yeah, and and the thing is, it does go on, and it goes on consistently, regularly throughout the year after year after year, and and nobody does it like it does it they do it in america so uh, why don't you just do, why don't you just really lay it on and say nobody does it like the good old usa yeah that's right well well you know the thing is if if we don't talk about the 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 reality we'll never figure out what's going on and i mean that in the nicest way with all due respect all due <laughs> respect to the capital of mass shootings that was a good that was a good try and buy back <laughs> yeah Okay, well, we covered well, that no, one. The one I want to get into no, now. <laughs> if, you, if you really look at it, but um, why does it go on in the U.S. and not anywhere else and in such a regular fashion? Um, and that's the question we have to talk about because um, would gun control work or not? Would it work in the U.S.? Do you think it I would work in Australia? Is there opposition? It worked. It worked in Australia, but I don't know that it would work in, in the U.S. To why, be honest. why is that? To be honest, uh, well, because I, I, it's a different it's a different um, culture. The gun is part of the culture in the U.S. It's not part of the culture in other countries. Um, How did we wind up so screwed not, up? You're going to be well, I'm not even ju- well. No, but uh, it's not a judgment. Um, it's just a comment that. Um, it's a reality. Everything we talk about in the U.S. Uh, comes to guns. We even have expressions that use, you know, we, we say things uh, with an expression of, you know, uh, fully armed and arsenal. And we use all these words on things that have nothing to do with guns even. And um, I, it's part of the culture to have a gun, baseball. Apple pie. Motherhood. <laughs> yeah, well, we have an entire sport that's based on a military premise. What's that? Football. Yeah, it, oh, football. It's a ground acquisition game. Well, oh, stop it already. Yes, oh, come it on. Is, you have a field general who's, at, who's riddling the defense with an aerial arsenal. 
and a ground, a sustained you know, you're grounded. Not, you're, you, you are no longer welcome to come to my house to watch football. You're done. And don't bring your gun next time. Exactly. All right, let's move on, shall we? I have a question for our guest. You do. Um, is do you you obviously consider someone who does a one-off mass killing as a serial killer, as opposed to what I think of a conventional person who goes and collects somebody, kills them, goes find somebody else and kills them over a period of time, making their crime serial. Yes. So why right. do, why do well, you consider this uh, the this person uh, a serial killer? Well, actually, I don't consider him a serial killer. What it, what it was was because I'll tell you what. First of all, serial killers do like you say; they do it in a serial way, and they do it without the intention of being caught. When when the serial killers are going out there doing their thing, they don't do it thinking, "Well, I'm going to be caught." Mass killers tend to go out thinking that that's the end of their life, and most of the times they kill themselves if they're not killed. So they're going into it knowing that they're not coming out alive. So there's a whole different state of mind going on. Um, well, they're, they're the two. They're two they're t- I'm sorry to interrupt, but there's two different. We're talking about two different kinds of killers. Exactly, but they're related in the fact that when we when we have someone doing mass killing. Um, it, it has an uh, it has an effect on what we think about guns, gun control, uh, gun laws, more so than what serial killers do. Quite true, because serial killers often don't use guns; they strangle and stab and mutilate. They inflict yeah, torture. and there's Consume. a different intention. We don't feel the same way. We don't sit there and go, "Well, God, we should uh, put gun restriction on because of Gacy or because of." Bundy or anything like that. We don't we don't think of it that way. Well, we definitely we should get more rid of refrigerators for Dahmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. oh God. Yeah. That's so. That's no sick. noodles. Let's just have some Thai for lunch. No, so, yeah. so, <laughs> a little Thai. The part on the massacre. The reason I brought that into the book was because that was the time when the government decided to change all the laws on guns. And then so I wanted to show the effect of what happened after the law as before. And I had to tell people what made the government do that. So that's the reason I brought in the massacre, the uh, the big mass shooting. It's not that I was trying to compare him as a um, serial killer. Um, I, I was just trying to, to bring in the big event that changed that country. And how does it compare to the other countries and what's happened since? I, I, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but I was trying to show what changed the country. Can can, can you break and that down in a in a quick way? I, I know we want everybody to read the book, and they will, and we'll sell it for you. But uh, just for the sake of having said what you said, can you break that down a bit for us? Well, in, in the quickest way, um, as soon as they did the buyback and they took all the guns and they made it really, really strict, um, a lot of uh, gun deaths it, it went down consistently. Uh, murders went down, um, uh, and and of course, again, mass shootings. There was no more school shootings or mass shootings or group shootings or or um, spree shootings in the country. And being compared to the U.S. as an English uh, based and all, it's it's the same type of culture. Devoid of the gun fascination. Yeah, and and so how and so so we look at how much of an effect it had on that country, and over a period of twenty twenty years now, and I think that makes a, a an impact, and we have to look at that in the U.S. is could it work for us? Could it actually change things? Um, could there be some some grain of truth in there that helped? Would it help our gun uh, control go down? Now in the in the in the UK as well as Australia, what we find is the stricter the gun control, um, the less gun death and murder. Not saying less crime because their crime rates are still quite, they're keeping up. Uh, they haven't really gone down. But I think, it's, I think it's more of a personal, when you kill someone with a knife, it's a lot more personal, and you have to be a lot closer to the person as compared to with a gun. Yeah. 
So it's a different type of murder. And, and I think we have to look at the effect of having regulation on guns. So yeah. that's uh, so that's the end of the show. Yeah, that, that's no, all. There's more here. Now we're going to talk about some serial killers. I, I, no, I'm, I'm teasing Alan, but it, it, uh, he got to the point. Yeah, he got. To, he did a very good job yeah. of that, and we're proud of him for that. And we'll give him a little uh, participation medal. Now, okay. In the United States of America, we have serial killers that tend to figure out that if they're going to kill people for sport. They kill prostitutes because they figure they're not real people, which, of course, unfortunately for them, they are with families and kids and everything else. But we have this guy in Australia who wasn't killing prostitutes, wasn't killing cute young girls. He's going after women in their 80s. The granny killer. This is a real strange one. Would you illuminate the granny killer for us? Well, <laughs> but now, what, what, what part of his life do you want to know? I want to know why this way. guy is out killing grandmas, hitting them in the head with hammers, stealing their purses, and then breaking down in sobs. She's dead in there. Sexual <laughs> misconduct or, or no? What, what, misconduct? Yes, it's misconduct. It's you the know one with the hammer. Yeah. Never mind. Never well, mind. You know, he, Why do I ask you questions? He, 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 he was, he's a geezer squeezer, you know? He liked the old A geezer squeezer? <laughs> yeah. I've never heard that expression before, but I qualify as a geezer. Well, then every time someone squeezes you, you've got it. Yeah. Okay, you what's know? this guy's problem? I mean, there must have been something well, that he had a, you know, a deep hatred of old ladies. Well, he had a real troubled relationship with an older woman, and 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 of course his mother is who they blame it on. Um, you know, Frida was her name. <laughs> Frida Payne. And uh, yeah, and um, the thing is, his mother she she had several husbands and several boyfriends, and um, I, you know he sort of sort of had a real hate for his mother. And then uh, he, when he got married, it was the same thing. He hated his mother-in-law. And um, he just sort of, later in his life, for some reason, um, he started changing and he started killing. And, and the thing is, this guy, this John Wayne Glover, actually... See, there's the problem. His name was John Wayne. Anybody with those yeah. two names, you've got to be suspicious of him. John Wayne Gacy, John Wayne Glover. Oh, see, there's. What, what if he's a theatrical performer? Well, it's a fake name though. His real name was Archie Schwartz or something. No, it was uh, Marion Morrison. 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 Yeah. yeah. So anyway, get back to this guy. He hated his mother, hated his mother-in-law, and finally, and then what happened was he got breast cancer. He did a male breast cancer, and uh, after that, it wasn't until the '80s. Like this is, uh, you know, he was he came along uh, in the in the '50s and '60s. But it wasn't until then um, that he started doing his killing. And he had a real passion to kill old ladies. He did. With a, he'd run up behind him with a hammer, whack him on the head. Effective. Well, if you're going to do it, do it, right? right? I mean. Like a Maxwell Edison majoring in medicine did the same thing. <laughs> he, he really wanted to get the old ladies. Walk up behind them. Yeah, so I, what's wrong with that? I, a lot. I, you know. <laughs> there's a lot wrong with that. Alan, there's a lot wrong well, with that. Maybe in Canada, oh, okay. it's okay. <laughs> well, in Canada, we, yeah. Uh, well, in but, Canada, you know, we he feed them steal their money. Now, uh, how about we <laughs> move on to the bottle, I can't even say it, bodies in barrels. Ah, snow. The Snowtown murder victims. Well, that was kind of a, a more little more popular, um, popular. murder case. It, well, it was it was, was your it hit was, parade. Uh, yeah, it was it was a top ten for weeks. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, things like that. But that, again, plus that was in the '90s, so we had a, a lot more um, uh, activity uh, with news and media, and you could see things on camera. So it was a little bit more, uh, let's say, uh, known. Um, but again, you know, you start getting into uh, victims um, where um, in tip, the typical, it's, uh, they're looking for uh, weak people. So um, 
and people they didn't consider normal citizens, so like homosexuals, um, were uh, anybody that's kind of out of the main norm. They decided that that's who should should die. Well, that's awful nice of them. You had three guys working together. Now, what do they do? Form a social club? They're all sitting around at a pub one evening and decide, you know, we all kind of have common views here. Let's kill people. You know, I always wonder, I mean, how does that come up? Same as when we have couples that kill. I, I just wonder how, how it comes up in conversation. You know, like, uh, hey, you ever feel like killing someone, you know, and, and uh, yeah. like, how do they... Uh, you got one of those in the book, too. The really weird, sicko couple where the, the guy, they kidnap these women, hit them in the head, bring them home, chain them to the bed, he rapes them, and then uh, kills them. Except, I can't remember her name, but just, you wrote the book. He kidnaps this one woman and starts having sex with her and goes, hey, she's pretty hot. And he doesn't kill her. And uh, his wife is getting pissed because, you know, he's supposed to kill him right away. But no, he's keep, three days he keeps this one. So finally, what, she, what does she say? She says, if you don't kill him, I will kill her, I will? Yeah, well, wouldn't you? And she did. She did kill it. Uh, I, you know, it's it's kind of you know it's one of those uh, the the babe you know uh, that's the uh, Morehouse murders. Do you mean or Bernie and Bernie? Bernie and Bernie. <laughs> yeah. David and Kathy. John Bernie. David. So this is a talent. Oh, yeah. It's a talent agency, if I'm not mistaken. Bernie and Bernie. Yeah. 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 And they did quite well. They love children. <laughs> The the uh, the them. idea when you, <laughs> when you look over the the the, the list of types of killers, um, it kind of shows you that they have the same type of serial killers that goes on anywhere else. I think it's a comparison, and you know, because I when I did Germany, in Germany we found that um, they like to eat the bodies. Most of the serial killers I covered would eat their victims. Well, is that trying like to be that. efficient or what? Well, they would schnitzel it. It's good. <laughs> well, yeah, you have to wonder, you know. Um, is that their rationale, like I only hunt what I eat? Well, yeah, then that's very good, isn't it? They're being, you know, efficient. Well, it's, my, but, it's one of my favorite black comedies, Eating Raul. No. <laughs> that was, it just well, made me laugh out loud. Nah. In real life, it wouldn't be so funny. No, but... I enjoyed the film. Yeah, I wonder well, why uh, that is. In Germany, they tend to eat them. Well, when it yeah, comes to well, mass killings, thinking, Germany kind of gets the, the prize. Oh, in Russia? Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, genocide is a different but, issue. That's a state crime. Yeah. yeah. You know, Russia has had a number yeah. of major serial killers that go into the 50s, not the year, and the amount of victims. Really? Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they do quite well. Chipolina um, or something? Uh, there's... Yeah, and that, that new one, that, that werewolf one, that, that cop, <clears throat> did uh, 50 or 60 in that area. That, I saw but, that movie, know, Citizen I, X, about the, uh, where the, the... We don't have serial killers in Russia, so therefore we don't have to catch him. Yeah. <laughs> that was their line of reasoning. Did you see that one, Howard? No. You should see the movie. It's quite good. No. <laughs> What's his name? Well, uh, Jordan... Uh, Neil Jordan. Yeah. Okay. So you got this couple. Air Jordan. Yeah. Not Air Jordan. But uh, this couple kills women. Jordan the Flying Fish. I didn't see that this? one. It's good. Is it? Who stars in that? Oh. <laughs> uh, the former cast of Eating Raul. <laughs> <laughs> they have bit parts. Johnny Depp. <laughs> Yeah. Matt, Matt Lauer is starring in it now. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Bum. Ooh. <laughs> Shots of the infirmed. Poor what guy. the hell's going on here? <laughs> Don't mock the afflicted. Yeah. Now, who is yeah. the first serial killer in Australia that we know about? Well, the first ones are really from the bushrangers, right? The uh, the people that, uh, when they were first just prison communities, and they would send a lot of their prisoners over, 
and these guys that would escape or if they would get out of the prison, they would live in the bush and they would go out and, and raid people's homes and villages and live off the, the land, so to speak, and they called them bushrangers. This is like a, and, uh, this is a, a, a century ago. Yeah, this is like the the 1800s. Yeah. And, um, and they would go in and, and, you know, and Tom, Thomas Jeffries is a real popular one. Um, there, there's a few of them, and there's a few movies that have come out about them as well because um, for some reason some of them have become kind of heroes. Um, Anti-heroes. In people's eyes. You know, you know. You know, not... Not exactly sure why, um, because they would they would be pretty savage. They would they would kill babies. Um, I think John Lynch was is the one that they have a movie about, and uh, he would kill women and and children, and uh, it just didn't matter to him. Uh, so why he's a hero, I'm not sure. Well, why <clears throat> why were Bonnie and Clyde heroes here? Why were uh the other babyface Nelson. Yeah, the other great gunslingers from uh, the old West here too. I mean, Billy the Kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, they you know they get well, romanticized. It's, yeah, it's probably in that era then that romanticized. But I don't really see the the um, what is romantic about it because it's not like uh, Billy the Kid and um, people like that. They've made into really good. Um, uh, they're really fast on the gun, and and they they show them as having all these principles, you know, and 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 um, I don't know, Bonnie and Clyde, same thing. I guess it was it, it, that they could beat the law. I think I think uh, well, I think one of the one of the issues that uh, we're having is that we're looking at this from an analytical point of view, and we're not looking at it as a layperson, somebody who hears about the stories and the exploits. Of, of these individuals, and they get romanticized and uh, and publicized in that manner. But again, we are looking at it from a position of, you know, how how heinous their crimes were and how horrible they were as people. And most uh, the rest of the population isn't really looking at it that way. I th- I, you know, we have a guest here. But one second, I think you're wrong. Yeah. I uh, no. I, what you're saying is the rest of the population doesn't take into account that these guys are heinous and brutal. They still romanticize them, I and it's and, and, and quite frankly, to to, to Alan, uh, how does how does it become romanticized? How do we get into that word with these people? Because people know what they've done. Rage yeah, against the that's machine. kind of the yeah. It's kind of a um, it's a hard one. I I, I I guess it's Hollywood that has the power um, to make things like. Uh, Billy the Kid with, uh, you know, like they did Young Guns 1 and 2 and all that, and they made them really um, likable characters, and um, Bonnie and Clyde. uh, Well, they used the Brat Pack for Young Guns. They used Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway, two of the best-looking people in Hollywood in that era. I mean, if you're going to do it, you're going to cast it accordingly. I mean, it's just... In Australia, how many movies have been made about the uh, the, the crazy killers down there? Oh, you know, actually, with the Bushwangers, tons. There's probably I found over a dozen different movies. Isn't that Mad Max three. with horses instead of cars? Well, <laughs> <laughs> no. <clears throat> you know, the thing is, they don't do as well in in the states, especially the Bushwanger movies, because um, I don't know why. Uh, I guess we just don't care about. Uh, we don't want Australian. to see their killers. We have our own. Yeah, well, you, you no. Miss, wait a second. Yeah. The one they made about the backpack killer, a uh, Wolf Creek. They made Wolf Creek one, Wolf Creek two. Well, I saw Wolf Creek one. Right. I haven't seen Wolf Creek two. But that's based on the Australian serial killer that was killing the backpacking people. Mm. <clears throat> right, right. So that's that's a touch, but even it's still not the. Um, like we went through all the all the like I said all the bushrangers, none of those people got um, uh, popular popular in the U.S. But there's over a dozen movies about them. Hmm. So um, one of the things I, I found I don't know. one of the things I found fascinating about this particular group was the number of individuals that were accomplished artists. The paintings that they left of the of that time and those people were, were fascinating and beautifully done. 
Do you have a collection at home? Did you come across any of that in your research? Uh, well, I didn't study it, but I did see some of it. But um, I, I guess they had real, real hearts. They were real uh, artistic. <laughs> and if you no, like clowns, you can buy one from John Wayne we, Gacy. We talk yeah. about these horrible people and, you yeah. know, and the crimes they commit. And this is just an oddity to me. That during that time frame, there was a number of them that that, that did oil paintings of the you know, of some serial killers are a tremendous businessmen. Some serial killers, I mean, it, you know, they may have other skills other than killing. They've only they only kill X amount of people. They live the rest of the yeah. Days well, with of their the, life. the the guy in uh, England or Canada, whatever it was, it was the uh, the head of the Air Force and all that stuff. Yeah, and he was yeah, yeah. wacko too. You know, and yeah. that, that was the sequel. I, Wacko One was better, <laughs> but he was uh, he was English. Yeah, <laughs> he was English. So he was, you've got to defend the Canadians. Canadians have their own yeah. weird. The Canadians ass have only killers. had one one really bad killer. That guy in Ontario. That was it. What about the couple? Yeah, the, the, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. That's the one. He writes books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does. He does, actually. That was a big thing. Is he writes a book, and it's up on Amazon. And, but it's not about his crimes. He's not making money off the crime. It's a fiction novel. You know? Well, he's got something yeah. to do. Yeah, he got to have something to do. Yeah. Other than yeah, New York, they tried to restrict the number of books, the, the access to books for prisoners. Is that right? Yeah, they want to keep them wow. illiterate, I guess. Well, Who came up with that well, like, I don't know whose bright idea that was. Let's, let's not have the prisoners get books. Yeah, let's <laughs> let them have more idle time. Yeah. <laughs> we don't well, want to teach know, them any trades either. Yeah. yeah. But you have to wonder how much of it is the culture that they're living in at the time that they're serial killers that affect how they are. Because why, why are German serial killers eating their bodies at a high percentage? Now, that uh, is a question that a cannibal could answer. Right, so... Um, Have you asked them? <laughs> I mean, there, there's a project. You could write the convicted serial killers and say, why did you eat them? Oh, the Germans. It, it, it's as simple as asking a serial killer that. They already know. Germans taste better. And that's what's... <laughs> oh, God. What, a little I mean, sauerkraut. What, 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 yeah, exactly. What other answer can you get? Well, they wanted to clean up after well, themselves. They didn't want to waste it. Well, well, I don't know what their rationale is. But why would one particular national group be more cannibalistic than than other? Was well, that? That's, that's an interesting question. I think it's an interesting question because it's it's coming down to it must be the society they live in, it must be the culture feeding into that. Feeding into that it. Yeah. Person. Right. Like what the was the, the there was a, a a guy that did gay porn that was in Canada that ended up killing oh, yeah. people, eating them, and then ended yeah. up where to be arrested in Germany. There you go. Yeah, like a homing pigeon. Yeah. He, was, he was a maitre d' a German. Well, yeah, <laughs> maitre d' a German. Yeah. Jeez. Well, people criticize yeah, this show went, for being too flippant. That's why I'm Nanda, here. And he went. To, yeah, and uh, he made videos of it too. Mm -hmm. Well, that was smart of him. Just like that couple where the guy kills—they kill the, his wife's sister—and the wife likes to reenact the murder, playing the part of her sister. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and they took videos of everything. Lovely couple. Alan, it's dinner and a movie. There you go. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. that's what it is, dinner right. and a movie. Can I ask one legitimate question? Yes, very you may. Curious no, that's not allowed on this show. I'm not allowed? Okay. No. Uh, we no. had Eileen Warnos and some others. Australia's had at least two that I can remember. One was Matt. Uh, uh, she killed her uh, infants. And the other one killed her. Oh. The, the woman they called Annie, she killed all of her old family. Now, how many other countries like Russia or Germany have female uh, serial killers? You know, they, they, it seems like everybody has some, but ones that become, I don't know, how do you want to call it? Proficient? Popularized. Yeah, one, ones that we all get to know about. It's very seldom that you get it from um, even Asian countries. Um, 
it, it tends to be more of a um, Western thing. You know, Canada and uh, UK. Well, one of the problems uh, they, that I've, we've had guests on the show uh, that have talked about this uh, this issue, and that is, is that the female serial killers tend to get away with it more, and that is because there is the assumption that women are nurturing and kind, and so when you got a psychopath, female psychopath, they're given so much more, you know, uh, slack, shall we say. Uh, and not uh, uh, considering them. Well, what was that murder that took place in the farmhouse with the 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 guy and the girl? And this is back in the 1950s. The guy and, and the girl put, in the farmhouse. He was put to death for killing everybody. <laughs> everybody. And she got off. Yeah, she got off. Yeah. But then again, and she, she also had pro too, bono right? defense for 18 years or something like that, and still maintained that, that she was forced to, to go along with that he that yeah. she didn't kill anybody. And the only the attorney who did the we had the guy on the show. His son. They talked about that. That she what was she thirteen years old or something like that? Yeah, yeah. That was a strange. That's the basis of that weird movie that uh, Woody Harrelson was in. Yeah, Natural Born Killers. Yeah, that was a Tarantino script. Yeah. yeah. And who got her off? Uh, I don't know the guy's name, but he was bragging about it. <laughs> so well, we're talking about Paula Denier. Dinner. Denier. Well, Paula oh, dinner, dinner, yeah, dinner fits. No. Yeah, she's probably German. No, she was Australian and uh, the uh, Frankenstone killer. The Frankenstone killer. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's she's one of the uh, um, killers from. Uh, uh, she came she came along in the nineties, so that was a little bit later, a little bit more, and. Um, it's not as. It, it, oh, what was that? She sliced the throat, and uh, I barely remember it now. Do you remember it, Mark? She was. Uh, she was after eighteen-year-old victims. Yeah, she killed three young women. Now, what's yeah. this thing of killing women all the time? I think it's that's really rude. The weaker sex. Hell no! You ever had a tussle with one? <laughs> well, I'm talking about a serial killer. Let's go to my first mother-in-law. <laughs> Dead on pump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you didn't like your first I mother-in-law? I, you know, I can't remember if it was first, second, or third. How many mother-in-laws have you had? 60. Oh, God. <laughs> Some of them were volunteer role-play mother-in-laws. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you know, one of the biggest uh, questions, have you heard of that Mr. Big thing? Mr. Big what? Sting. Operation Sting. Oh, Mr. Big Sting. Yeah. No. no. Tell me. It's, it, it, well, those those two guys, that uh, Sebastian Burns and Raffae in uh, Bellevue, uh, they, they were Canadian, but they went over to Seattle. Yeah. And they went to the one boy's mother. And uh, anyway, the family was found dead. And um, they went back to Canada. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the RC and the RCMP did that sting on them, you know, right, they right. to be gangsters, right. and got them to confess. Well, now that's come up under question under the uh, Supreme Court. What is it they're questioning? So now, well, now they're saying that um, it's it's a form of entrapment. Well, they and, got them uh, to brag about it. Yeah. That's not but that's a, that's not entrapment. Well, well, the thing is, they got convicted in the states, and in the U.S., they they ruled that as entrapment. So, they you know they that they can't really use that evidence in Washington State because that's considered that entrapment. That is strikes me as very peculiar because entrapment is usually when you commit a crime that you were not predisposed to commit and you only do so at the urging and insistence of law enforcement. Well, what they did, but the, R, the RCMP were undercover pretending to be gangsters and they would have them um, steal cars, they would have them sell drugs for them, they had them do all these minor illegal activities to draw them in to make them believe that they were gangsters and then the gangsters would say well we need to know what you did with that the parents there we need to know uh, you know they they would pull off some sort of 
little thing, and they would they would film it. Mm, yeah, but the uh, smart <laughs> no evidence. Canada's decided. Well, the court in Canada has decided that, that what they're doing is you can't rely on those types of confessions. Right. They could be bragging. They could be bragging. They could be making it up. They could feel threatened by these people. They have to look like they're tough and they're killers, and they just sort of uh, make it up as they go. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so, so now these two people that were convicted in the States the American government has decided it's total entrapment. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, that's how they've, they've ruled it. So now you've got uh, o- over 500 cases that have to be reviewed that have used this uh, technique. Right. Well, why don't they just use the uh, good old-fashioned technique of simply picking someone and charging them with it and railroading them? Well, that's, that's definitely well, an American tradition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's done all the time. Yeah. Oh, you know. But anyway, yeah, so it was kind of a a text theory about uh, serial killers and Australian and gun control and if it's made any difference. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what the idea of the book was. And did you pull it off? (laughs) No. (laughs) Yes, you did. No. No, I mean, I think it's okay. But What, the gun control um, of the book? No, either. No, the book is, is good in that way, but I, I think that, um, I don't think it really answers the question. That's the problem. Well. Because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's cultural and, and, gun, and changing our, the gun rules in the U.S. is not going to work. Well, you but, never know. If you don't you try it, you won't know. Well, considering there's exactly. 300 million, 310 million people in the United States and there's like 340 million guns. That's not going to be easy. Yeah. In the USA, there are 89 guns per 100 people. Yeah. Now, if you go so to Tunisia, you there's less than one per 100 people. And how would you ever um, get people to turn guns in? Well, you know, you're going to have to get past, you know, the amendment. <laughs> and the NRA. Yeah, well, the right to bear arms amendment. I have arms. Yeah. And yeah, we prefer well, you to keep but- covered. Well, you know, that's that's kind of the question because you still have the right to bear arms in Australia. You still have that in the, in the U.S. or in Canada, and you still have that in the U.K. Hmm. So it's just kind of, a, it's kind of a mindset. People think, well, none of those countries have guns. They still have guns, but when you apply for a gun in any of those countries, you have to fill out a form and give them a reason why you want a gun. Because they're fun. Well, yeah, but the thing <laughs> you can say that, but you can't buy an uh, like an AR-15 and say, "Well, I just want it to go hunting." No, you I mean, say you, you want it say, no. because you collect them right. and you use them for target practice and role play mm-hmm. with old women. Exactly, but you, yeah, <laughs> with, with 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 all young girls. No, mm-hmm. you have to have um, reasons why you buy the guns. You okay, now let's back up here a second. In the United States. When you uh, register to get a, a, a weapon, you also have to write down in a questionnaire, and it asks, have you ever been committed to a mental institution? Are you an alcoholic? Are you a common drunk? Do you have syphilis? It's just like the thing you fill out when you get married. Yeah, and you can answer that with total lies, and no one yeah. checks on it. Nobody checks on it. Rhonda Glover, who had been in and out of mental institutions, gets a Glock 9mm and fills out the form with a fake address and simply says no, no, no to all the questions. And it doesn't become a matter of discussion until they find the dead body. Yeah, that's why I refer to the ardent gun owner as an amosexual. Mm-hmm. It's a good Ooh. term. It is a good term okay. because it replaces their, their anatomical parts. Mm-hmm. Very nicely. Make my nipples hurt. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, that, that would be the uh, um, the bullet casing. <laughs> you are correct. Wow. Here's the thing about the guys with the big yeah. trucks and the big tires and the big speakers. Well, no, it's and the big nipples. <laughs> you know, you can't look at the, the vision of you know the redneck in the pickup truck with the Confederate flag hanging out of the back with the guns all over the place. Yeah, that's there. But in Texas, there's also the same pickup truck driving out into a farm to kill boar that are destroying the fields and destroying the land. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I can see a reason for hunting. I can see a reason for a lot of things. But when it comes to an AR-15, if I need to have an AR-15 to go shoot a deer, I shouldn't be hunting. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be hunting. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, and I think that's the that I think that's really the key. The key to it is the type of um, arms that we allow people to have. Well, would you use an AR-15 to protect your home? Uh, no. Not in the I used to have a Glock in my home. That's gone. I now have a little something else called a taser. It's got to be close. Closer. Well, it's something, but it's not something that's as dangerous as a Glock. No, I've had relatives of mine die because they had a gun in the house and someone found the gun and decided to play with it. That's the other reason why it's gone. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that, I mean, that's a tragedy. Yeah. In that particular case, the, the 12-year-old babysitter found it, turned around and said, look what I found, and it went off and killed the 9-year-old. But what we've done is we've managed to go from serial killers in Australia to American gun control. I think what we need to do is to keep on point in one thing. Mm -hmm. These people are crazy. No matter well, they're in yeah. Australia, England, the concept, Germany. The concept of it was just it was also to talk about um, a lot of it was to talk about weapons. Uh, people's access to weapons and how, how it results in crime in the country. And if it affects what goes on in the country because we can't really possibly talk about it in the u.s because we've never really changed the laws with lots of mass shootings or with even the serial killers that we have we don't we don't do anything different um throughout it and australia actually did something different 20 years ago and you can see the difference in their whole crime uh, overall everything um and I think that was kind of, kind of the point in it, in a subtle way, was kind of say, well, look what's changed now that they've bought back all the guns. What what's going on in this country? Yeah, the agenda in Australia got rid of the guns and got rid of a lot of the killing. They didn't get rid of the crime; they got yeah. rid of a lot of the killings. But exactly in this country, we can't do that. We'd never be able to get rid of all the guns. I mean, even to the point where you have to look to our NRA who wants to allow people that are on the no-fly list to be able to buy guns, even though they can't fly. And I don't, I don't get that. I don't get that. There's a reason why. Well, they why. just decided a new thing where it made it get easier for people with mental illness to get guns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, that's well, a breakthrough. See, this, this, is the, this is the thing. Um, I think that one of the key things is uh, with both Canada, U.K., and Australia now, you have one federal government policing agency that takes care of all of it. So when you go in to get your gun and to go, go get licensed, you can't really lie on the form. I mean, you can, but these federal police agencies have access to your criminal record, to uh, your mental records and, and things like that, whereas in the U.S. it's all separated into states. And that's kind of the, there's no communication, and so you can get away with things. And there's a lot of loopholes. That's on I purpose. I think if we start, yeah, and I think exactly. But I think if we start making that more efficient, it will help. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm sort of the same way. I don't necessarily believe that complete gun control like that's going to work in the U.S. because of the culture of the U.S. with guns, but. We can make a little bit of a difference by cleaning it up, making it more efficient. Yeah, I mean, what good does it do for someone like, and I use the example of Rhonda Glover, who was plotting and planning to murder uh, Jimmy Joe for ages, thought he was, he and Satan were, you know, working with George Bush in the basement. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah. And putting kids in barbecue. Yeah. And she believed this. Well, she was nuts. But uh, she yeah. was able to lie on her... Um, you know, a request for a weapon, and no one checks his stuff. No one can check her medical history. And she insisted to me, oh, I've never been uh, in a mental institution, never been in a hospital for mental problems. And she gave me permission to get all of her medical records. And I did. And she was. <laughs> you know, you just <laughs> make stuff up, doesn't make it real. Right. But there, I think that's the whole po I think the point of making it more efficient, having one agency take care of all of that, all of that, like... Um, like a single payer you know, if you system. Applied, yeah, if you have a, a, a person applying to, to have weapons, 
uh, you should be able to run a check on that person to find out about Excellent. the status. Excellent point. And Boyer has another uh, question. We're running, we're running out of time, and I wanted to talk about something good out of all of this horror. horror. Uh, the night caller, uh, Eric Edder Cookie. What's good about him? Well, he uh, committed uh, 22 violent crimes and eight murders. We're getting up to the good. The good is that he there was were two, two individuals were wrongfully convicted of crimes that this gentleman committed. Mr. Cook admitted to the crimes, gave specific details that allowed the defense teams of the other individuals to appeal their convictions and get them overturned. So that was the good? Yes, two people who were innocent are not in prison anymore. That's good. That is good. That's better than you know, other people. Dying. Well, you know, it's said by, by research that in the United States of America, up to 60% of the people in prison actually committed the crime. <laughs> yes. Alan, did, 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 that bothers me that the 40% that didn't. Alan, did you go to Australia uh, to, in, in reference to this? No, I went there without nothing to do with the reference. I just used it at the same time. Got Can it. write it off, you know. That's right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's what Lee Goldberg learned that trick. Oh, we're writing a book about <laughs> about uh, Paris. Well, I have to go there for research. Yeah, I, I am hey. right off this show. Yeah, <laughs> I'm back sorry. and forth. You know, travel from your house doesn't well, cost anything, Howard. I used to. I used to write up every movie I went to for research because it was. When you're in entertainment advertising, yeah. you got to see a lot of movies. I continue to do that. You and should. And for good reason. Yeah, for good reason. Yeah. Same reason I did it. And yeah, it, Of course, I got my albums for free from the radio station. <laughs> do you have your Do you have your card to let, let you get in for free? Huh? Don't, don't the Screen Actor Guild uh, the can what, go what, in? I'm not talking about that. Ah. He's talking about when he goes to the multiplex. I go there. I pay cash. Uh-huh. And there, and there you have it. Hey, speaking of Merle, speaking of there you have it. Yeah, there we have it. Thank you, Alan. Very fast hour. Serial Killers Around the World, Volume 1, Australia. What's number two? We don't know. We don't know. Germany. Yet. Germany. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. Yeah, have, get a taste of Germany with a serial killer. There you go. Hey, Burl. Yeah. What's next? Next? Well, I'm proud to tell you, it's Magic Bad Alan on the Demons of Decadence, live from the Lighten Up Lounge. Oh, come on. <laughs> Remember this one, Howard? Free it all right now. Oh, yeah. Request signs open. <laughs> you say it, we play it. At KJR. And she's...